Garrett Cole is back on track. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it's Casey Bubba, and it's you. And no, you're not hearing things. It's Saturday, and we're here. We took off Monday with Labor Day because we're laborers. We labor very hard, and we decided, well, we always do five shows a week, so let's do a little weekend show here and do a little Saturday action. And Bubba and I are going to recap yesterday in Major League Baseball, look ahead to today's Saturday slate and Bubba. It seems like if you don't score 18 or 25 runs or 29 runs, it's it's you're really not relevant nowadays. No, it appears everyone's in the football spirit. That's what we're doing here. It's a touchdowns, maybe a missed extra point. Everyone's ready for uh, Sunday tilts <laughs> and they're doing it during the week. It's fun times. And in case you missed it, we're talking about the Mets game where the Mets won 18 to one. So Buffalo worked out for one of these teams, <laughs> worked out for the Mets. Uh, Jacob deGrom there uh, goes to four and one with a one six seven ERA. Um, another great start for him. And as we alluded to at the top, Garrett Cole, first game of that doubleheader. Very nice. Back on track. Complete game against the Orioles. That's what we were hoping for. The problem is it was in a doubleheader. So the usage of it was wacky or not available. And that just sucks. And that's, you know, this is 2020. This is where we live. Uh, we also had Aaron Nola win his fifth game, and the uh, Phillies shut out the Marlins 11 nothing. So, uh, tough, tough week for the Marlins, I would say, in terms of agree. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a it was a rough way to start a doubleheader for them as well. Nola just walks in the town, shows them who's who's in charge, and uh, another rough overall day for the Marlins. Yes. So, in case you're keeping track at home, <clears throat> that would be 40 runs over two days that the Marlins have given up. Correct? Am I is my math correct? If you carry the two, yes, that is correct. <laughs> Can I carry Jordan Yamamoto? Can I carry him out to uh, somewhere and leave him? <laughs> I think I he's still carrying. I think he's still carrying a seventy-four ERA, so he's a little busy right now. That's that's one of my favorite expressions. It's a very Brooklyn expression where I grew up. I'm gonna when you don't like somebody, I'm gonna leave you wherever I find you. That's that's one of those great <laughs> expressions. I don't know if that that carries throughout the tri-state area, but I know for a fact. I want to say it was Casino. Or, or one of those movies, like Joe Pesci uses it. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to leave him wherever I find him. That is that is a quintessential Italian street <laughs> phrase that you don't hear what very a, often. What a great movie. I know, great but movie. I, wa- I want to bring it back. I want to bring that phrase back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Jordan Lomoto wherever I find him. That's there you do. go. You need, to, you need to bring that back to the black book. Somewhere just write, leave it in the book, somewhere written, so people <laughs> find it as like a little treasure. You know what? It's a hell of an idea, my friend. It's a hell of an idea. <laughs> Nationals 8-7 over the Braves. This one went to extras here. 12 innings. Michael Taylor game-winning single at the end of this one. Uh, we talked about the Mets already, obviously, 18-1. to So you had that Mets offense. We talked about them at length yesterday on the show. What a good matchup it was. What a good scenario it was. Hopefully you had Mets. We were talking Conforto. We're talking Smith. We're talking Alonzo. We're talking all of those guys. So, <clears throat> you know, that those were kind of the guys that we were in on. I'm going to pull up the box, too, because – let me tell you, you know, I guess the question is we're having this conversation on TV. I'm going to ask it to you also. Do you think that Jacob deGrom is going to win the Cy Young again, or do you think that Bauer or Darvish or somebody else is going to be the differential this year? 
I think Darvish kind of has the lead right now, but I could see no reason not to give it to DeGrom also. For once, it's like a really tight race with more than two people, which is great. So at least for what, a fun conversation. But I, I'd give the, it to Darvish. What about the whole wins thing? Because obviously Darvish is going to have more wins. How do, how do you feel about that? I think that's a shenanigan. As a Giants fan, I remember when Tim Lincecum won the Cy Young with like 14 wins and everyone's head blew up. But uh, when when you're a pitcher, you're a pitcher. You can't control what your offense does. Degrom could be the first to tell you that. So I, I don't I don't take that into consideration. What he does is just pure dominance, night after night after night. Yeah, Cano had three hits in this one. Dominic Smith had two. J.D. Davis a good game. We talked about him at length yesterday. And Conforto stays red hot. I mean, Bubba and I have been very much in the Conforto business. I wish I got my home run from Pete Alonso, but no, no, oh, man, I am stone cold. I I am I apologize. You know, I guess this is for, you know, what happens when you're red hot last year, you know. It's 2020. Uh, I guess so. I guess. But you know what? I mean, last year we had like a couple of weeks and it was a really, you know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll do better. In the, I know I'm going to do better with the touchdowns. That's for sure. That's not a concern of mine <laughs> at all. So, um, all right, let's continue on here with the rest of these games. Tampa beat up on Boston 11 to 1. We talked about Blake Snell being, you know, kind of, you know, going to be the difficult guy <laughs> for them to, to figure out. Uh, and, um, you know, when you're looking at the Red Sox right now, Raphael Devers is, is playing well, but outside of that, man, this Red Sox team is just, it's sad. I, I'm, you know, and I know if you're a Yankee fan, you're loving this and people don't like the Red Sox, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like baseball is always better when the Yankees and Red Sox are good. And, and I'm not even a fan of either team. Yeah, no, it's true. You need those guys it's like in football, you need the Cowboys and in baseball, you need the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, you need that kind of deal. But uh, part of me kind of enjoys watching it as well. All right. Uh, continuing on here uh, with the rest of the games, we had the uh, Twins and Indians get into it last night. Uh, 3-1 Twins and Sergio Romo and Francisco Lindor almost threw down. That was that was kind of fun. I like that. What happened there, Bubba? I'm still trying to figure it out. I just saw a bunch <laughs> of clips, but I didn't see what it was because they're two of the most friendly guys in all of baseball. So I really am shocked. Like, I know Romo from the Giants. The guy never stopped smiling. Lindor is the same way. So I would love to know what happened. It was it was very weird to see. I saw it right before I went to bed last night, so I, I'm curious on that one. It was like a smiling contest. Did they get mad? Do they? Was like I think it was a staring contest. Sm- yeah, <laughs> would laugh first. I don't know. Yeah, it was like one has smile direct club, and the other guy has uh, you know, some other smile thing, and then they got into like a smile war. I I don't uh, I don't know. I'm guessing know Lindor what... made. I'm guessing Lindor made fun of Romo's beard, and Romo said, "Lindor, you can't grow a beard, little boy." And then it just got oh, little boy. That's oh, my goodness. guess. Hey, hey, you know who I got his first uh, major league win yesterday? Bobek, our Bobby. Four Bobby. three over the Pirates. Bobby got his win. We're so proud of you, Bobola. You did good. We're so excited for you. Oh, forget it. Oh, 20's all worth it now because Bobby got a W. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> another fun thing yesterday, uh, the Athletics beat the Rangers 10-6. And who hit a grand slam, Bubba? It was Matt Olson. Matty Olson. Right. Uh, we said it. He said, look, we know he's hitting like a buck something. Who cares? tournaments the guy could still go yard just keep running it out there in tournaments and there you go Eloy Jimenez had a three-run home run uh in the White Sox beat the Tigers 4-3 nothing over the Cubs not too much interesting on that one uh you had the Reds Cardinals 3-1 so Castillo beat Wainwright which was again four outcome game we kind of stayed away from it and it was a very tight game Alfaro had two RBIs and the the Phillies actually split the doubleheader with the Marlins, who finally then, you know, scored some runs and won a game. Uh, boy, just a, 
the Marlins. It's tough right now. I remember that week where the Marlins were in first place. That was crazy. Oh, yeah, goodness. you know, they didn't uh, play for like 10 days, and then they came out hot. Everyone was like, oh, look at the Marlins. Yeah, no. Yep. Charlie Blackman, two-out slam. Uh, caps a five-run rally in the ninth, and the Rockies beat the Angels, so 8-4 over the Angels. And, of course, you got the Diamondbacks, 4-3 over the Mariners. The Padres-Giants game was postponed. Keep an eye on that today. Uh, somebody it's, already canceled. it's already canceled today. It is canceled today, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I figured. It's got to be a couple weeks. Yeah. So there you go. A couple weekend, uh, weekend off for uh, <laughs> the Padres and the Dodgers. I mean, uh, Padres and the Giants. And we'll see what happens there. Um, too bad because the uh, Giants have been red hot. So yep. it's a bummer. It's a bummer, man. So we'll see if uh, – I hope that doesn't kill their momentum. That's all I could say. So that was yesterday yep. in baseball. Today's a new day. Yes, it is. And let's start with a 5 o'clock game. No, a one o'clock game. Mm. No, let's start with a six o'clock game. How about that? Now, forget these. No, 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 no. We're going to start with Ian Anderson, 9.8 K over on FanDuel against Patrick Corbin, 8.9. This is a tough one here. Nationals have not played well. You're going to buy into the young kid and the team that's been better. Or is this an upset here with Patrick Corbin in a trap? I don't mind Ian Anderson in a GPP because the Nats offense is bad. Like Soto, again, was the only thing that they had going last night. Like he had two two hits, RBIs. That was about it. That That's their offense. So I have no problem going back to Ian Anderson in GPP only. And um, watch out. I, I don't want to use Corbin. He's been so inconsistent. But Acuna left last night after fouling a ball off his foot. had to get helped off the field. So keep an eye on that one. Marcelo Zuna, big play, though. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from this one. Too many variables for me. Um, you know, the Nationals can show up at any time. Juan Soto certainly could take over a game by himself. And we've seen the young kids come up and be great and then struggle a little bit. And, you know, I don't want to put too much on Ian Anderson right away. So I'm going to pass on this one at 6.05. Um, now, to play this on DK, you'd have to be playing the all day, correct? You'd have to get in all day and get the 1 o'clock. That's just yeah, madness. You have to do- it's madness. Just play the main slate on DK. Yeah, just we're not going to talk about DK till I get to 7 o'clock because it's just not advisable. Yep. Like, just don't do it. Because then you're adding in the variable of whatever happens in Buffalo with Robbie Ray, which is going to be madness. You're going to add in this game we're talking about here. Uh, so just just don't do it. Uh, let's see uh, if Miami can stop the bleeding here. Jose Urena at 6.4K against Spencer Howard at 6'9". Uh, I'll lean towards the offense in this one's usual suspects. I can't believe on FanDuel that Starling Marte is just 2.9. Like that's crazy. That's really <laughs> I mean, crazy. He's like a must own on FanDuel in the all day today. Uh, 3K for Aguilar. Same, same usual suspects here. Garrett Cooper, 2.9 on the flip side for the Phillies. Harper's at 4K today. Uh, Alec Baum is a value at 2.6. That continues to be where you go to the lineup. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? This is just offense for me. How about you? Yeah, it's a good place to find value. Like Dickerson leading off at 26, especially if you want to go with Marte. And if you want to wrap it around and you want an, an uber punt to pay up for pitching, Jazz Chisholm's 2,200. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Seth Lugo, 6.8 against Robbie Ray, 7-1 on FanDuel. Now, look, this is going to be fun for the Mets bats because Robbie Ray is terrible. And I don't think all of a sudden he's going to get right here. I mean, that'd be shocking to me if they just if they were able to even get him to scrap the new windup that he was using and then get whatever the hell is going to be i'm going on the met side of this and there's so much value here bubba jeff mcneil back at the top of the order at two eight jd mm-hmm. davis at two six conforto at three two although cano's been good three two he's on a bit of a tear right now i mean i don't care you go all these lefties against robbie ray i think people automatically will shy away from it and see the lefty lefty matchup but these guys are hitting left-handed pitching as left-handed bats and they're cheap and that's a great combination so i'm in yeah i'm all in too like uh conforto so definitely hitting lefties well. Dom Smith's grand slam was off a lefty last night. 
Robbie Ray shouldn't be long for the game anyways, which means bullpen action. So lefties can get thrown out the window. I think the Mets are a phenomenal play here. The only guy I don't pay because I don't want to pay $3,800 is Pete Alonzo, and he'll probably hit two home runs now tonight. But, well, of course, because uh, I just the, called him yesterday, so yeah. today he'll hit two. So there you go. I take I take the value for <laughs> sure. And Seth Lugo is very tempting because he's striking out everybody, but just with FanDuel having to get the six innings for the quality start, it's difficult. Like if, if somehow DraftKings had this game, Lugo's a great SP2. I've been using him lately, but on FanDuel it's tough to, to do that without a quality start. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Uh, the next guy I will use, though, Tyler Glasnow at 9.9 over on FanDuel mm-hmm. against Nady Evaldi and the Red Sox. Look – you know, it's it's worth paying up for. The Red Sox are just done. They're just they, they just are limping to the finish line here, trying so hard to just end the season. Bobby Dahlback's been incredible, though. If you want to do a one-off oppo and just get Dahlback in there, three point two. The guy's been fantastic. I mean, it's a tough day against Tyler Glass now, but anything can happen. Outside of that, man, just give me Glass now. And I, you know, I'm never a huge fan of the Rays' offense. Sometimes we like the matchup depending on the ballpark, but. You know, <clears throat> Lau's 3-4, Meadows 2-8, same old guys, choice in the middle of 2-5 if you want to go that route. I'm just bummed we haven't seen Wander Franco yet. I really was hoping we'd yeah. get him this year. That's been a big bummer for me. So I would roll naked Tyler Glass now out there today. No clothes on at all yeah. um, and, and no help just going against the Red Sox. Any thoughts on this one for you? Joey P's got the NFL talk going. I love it. Naked Tyler That's Glass right. now. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. And this is why you don't use Ian Anderson. Glass is $100 more. You just use Tyler Glass now. I'm with you. Yes, the naked Cam Newton this week. That was the big joke on the yes. show with Bogman. I don't know if you heard it or not, but uh, the uh, naked Cam Newton, but he gets to wear the babushka. Because, oh, you know, well, the, yeah. well, if you can't wear the babushka, what's the point of having the babushka? Well, so, exactly. sense. so he still gets to wear the babushka, maybe a hat of his choice. But uh, yeah, <laughs> na- naked Cam Newton, that was, a, that was a good play this week because he's got a rush in touchdowns. I mean, I know we're talking yep. football right now, but he's, you know. Well, I'm the, with the, you. He's, no, he's a cash game quarterback. I like All the running backs are hurt. He's super cheap. <laughs> you know, yep. it's a it's a matchup at home where he's got something to prove. You know, he's healthy week one to start the game at least. I mean, yep. let's go. <laughs> what, what else are we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm in 100 percent agreement, sir. All right, there you go. All right, so Trevor Williams uh, in the seven o'clock games, and the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to take on Carlos Hernandez. Um, this one obviously is where we're going to get started on DK on that side of things here at 7:05. Uh, neither of these pitchers are super exciting for either of us, I would imagine. So let's talk about offense. Whit Merrifield, 4-6. Hunter Dozier, 3-7. Sal Ferez, too expensive on DK. But Michael Franco, a 3-8 is still reasonably priced. Mondesi at 2.7 is very cheap if he can get some stolen bases. You know, Trevor Williams is one of these guys that keeps the ball down, but you can make a contact against him. Opportunity for Mondesi to put the ball in play, get on base a little bit, maybe steal a base or two and do something well. Um, Anything to contribute here that you see catches your eye on either FanDuel or DK? Yeah, Alberto Mondesi, run, run and play him, especially on DK at 27. Went deep again last night. He's got like three homers this week. Stole two bags last night. Somehow yeah. he's figured it out all of a sudden. So he's a very good value. And then I keep going back to Brian Hayes. He's 26 on Fandle, 3K on DK. Another double-digit fantasy night last night. He's a very solid cash game value for you nightly right now. All right, now last time we went with Kyle. We went away from Kyle Hendricks on the road. It was against the Pirates, I think. I could be wrong off the top of my head. And, you know, he was Sounds still great. Right. He was, but he was still good because it was the Pirates. Now it's Milwaukee, different ballpark, different. He's 9.3. I'd rather have Glass now at home than I would rather have Hendricks on the road if I'm playing the all day. That is my argument that I'm adding that game in there and it's I'm getting Tyler Glass now for $600 more. I will take that. Do you want to take Kyle Hendricks and any part of him against the Brewers today? 
No, I'm just going to stay off the, the Hendricks on the road thing. And the Brewers offense is dreadful. Lester shut them down last night. They're really, really, really <laughs> yeah. bad. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep passing on this. I'm going to stick to my guns. And like, I'd rather go with like Ian Happ and our no, wrong team. But uh, for the Brewers, you know, Yellick eventually gets going. And this could be a night to, to use some Christian Yellick. What about Hendricks as a secondary arm on DK? He's only 8.7. Is there enough to tempt you there because the Brewers have been so bad? That on DK I could do. On the singular side, I want something more steady. On, yeah, it's on not enough. Not, a, DK yeah, not enough upside on, yeah. on the single pitcher for me either. It's it's too much. But as a secondary arm, because the next guy coming up here in a, in a little later on here in two games from now, I think you can pair those two guys together for about 16K on DraftKings. Yeah. They have a pretty high I floor. Know exactly you know. who you're talking about. <laughs> I, know you yes. I know yep. you do. I know you do. Uh, let's talk about the next one. Ronaldo Lopez against Michael Fulmer. 5'9 for Lopez, 6'4 for Fulmer on DK. Uh, Fulmer's 5'6. Lopez is 6K over on FanDuel. Look, this is one where I'm going to attack Michael Fulmer. Um, you can really get in here and play around with the uh, White Sox on FanDuel. Uh, Loy is 3'3. Robbers 3-6, Moncada's 3-3. You know, it's it's the usual suspects here. You don't need us to tell you, but the White Sox stack today against Fulmer is good. I can't imagine Fulmer going six innings in this game. You're going to get into the bullpen. Over on the DK side of things, much harder to do this stack. I mean, they're all 5K basically in more. So it's you're going to have to just give up pitching somewhere and be oppo with that. And I don't know if I want to do that necessarily tonight because there's not a whole lot of options that we're in love with. So that that's my take on this one. It's a stack for FanDuel only, not DraftKings. What's your take? Yeah, it looks like it's gonna go Fulmer to Daniel Norris, the lefty. So yeah, stack up on FanDuel with the White Sox. On both sides, though, I, I don't mind attacking Ronaldo Lopez with the Tigers. Conolario swinging it well. Victor Reyes, Willie Castro, those three are affordable, three K and below on FanDuel. Around forty two hundred to thirty nine on DK. Not super cheap, but not expensive either. I think that's one of those like if you want a small mini stack, if you want to be chalky elsewhere. It's a good way to be different as the Tigers keep scoring runs. Rich Hill at home against the Cleveland Indians, 7.3K. And Zach Plesak at 8K. This is the other guy that we're talking about oh on DK. Goodness. So, uh, yeah, 8K. Uh, just for a frame of reference, he's 10.2 no, no, on Fandle. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I goodness, know what your oh my goodness is. I know I was getting there. I was getting here, oh my goodness. And how about, oh my goodness, Rich Hill's just 6'5". Like that's another one yeah, where there's a temptation there in a tournament for me to load up in Colorado and get Rich Hill because I think you could do that. Yeah. And if Rich Hill has a vintage surprise Rich Hill game where he throws, you know, six innings and strikes out seven guys and you go, oh, look at that. And they happen to get a W here in like a 2-1 game. He can absolutely pay off for you today. He's he Rich Hill is in play in FanDuel today because of that price. I'm sorry. He just is. The offense is too good. Anything can happen. But on DK, I mean, Plesak is just a smarter play. I mean, you're getting all that strikeout upside at, at a huge discount. It's just crazy not to get into this. And, and to be frank, I'm not going to go crazy with this game from an offensive standpoint because I think both these pitchers have, you know, enough that I'm at least interested in both of them. So that would be hypocritical to go in for two. How do you see this working out? We're pretty similar here. I really don't want to attack the pitchers with bats because I feel like it could be like a four to three game or something that doesn't do anything for you to win a, a DFS lineup. I love police sack. When I saw him at eight K last night on TK, I was just like, okay, we just got done talking about how they're writing about how he's their next Shane Bieber. We've seen the strikeout upside with Zach police sack. Bieber was like what 11,000 last night. We get police sack at eight K. So even if he gives up a few more runs, but strikes out more guys, you're going to get more value. I I'm in love with police sack at $8,000. I'm a big fan of that price tag. <clears throat> yeah, me too, man. I'm, I'm with you. Framber Valdez, my boy Framber, take it on Julio Urias. 
of the Dodgers. Framber Valdez is 8.9. Yuri says 9.2. That's the DK pricing over on FanDuel. 9K for Valdez, 7.4 for Urias. Um, again, he's cheaper than Plesak by 1,200. I think you can make that argument. Uh, Framber has been pretty good for the most part. I mean, I know it's the Dodgers, so roster percentage is going to be super low on Framber. I don't think it's a bad play. I really don't. And and Urias has not been dominant, really. I mean, he's had some good starts and some not so good starts. So I think Framber is in play. I, I think you got to just respect the Framber at this point. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a Framber fan. I think in GPPs you can use them. There is always risk facing the Dodgers. They have a lot of righty. Uh, dominant hitters so i'm probably gonna pass on these two pitchers to begin with but i totally agree you respect framber i'm rolling them out in season long i just don't know if i'm gonna use them in a dfs tonight framber at 8.9 on dk or kyle hendricks at 8.7 on dk i go framber because i like the See, upside i do the too ceiling. all right so yeah. two for two that's i i'm looking for the k's and i'm trying to get that despite the fact that the dodgers are clearly the tougher matchup well, here's here's my question on dk framber and gpp hendricks and cash does that make sense yeah uh, yeah yeah, I think it does. Uh, absolutely does. Okay. The way Milwaukee's been, yeah, yes. I think that's, that's definitely what you want to do. Um, so looking at the uh, the bats here, if you want to attack Urias a little bit, um, same deal in terms of who's cheap and who's not. You know this story by now if you listen to the program. Um, you're going to get a little bit of a discount, though, on Bregman today, 3.6. He's usually higher than that, 3.4 uh, for Michael Brantley. And then you've got Carlos Correa at 2.9. Uh, if you're trying to get some of the righties, and look, Michael Brantley's a lefty that hits everybody. You don't have to worry about him. And uh, Gurriel in the middle, that order has always been cheap over on the DK side of this lineup. You know, Michael Brantley is the discount at 3.5. If you know, that's pretty much it, everybody's in this four kind of range or above. Even Gurriel's at four. So it's not super exciting to me tonight from an offensive standpoint, but Framber's earned enough respect. Now let's get to some fun. Let's get to Colorado. Charlie Blackman had a good night. I'd go right back down to that well today against Jaime Barria. Uh, Nolan Arenado's at 5'8", Blackman's at 5'6", Trevor Story's at 5'8", but just like yesterday, as Bubba pointed out, the outfield is cheap. Kemp, 3'5", Pilar, 3'8", Tapia, 3'7". These are all the DK prices for these guys. Mike Trout continues to be 6K, but you can make that work today. You can make that work with some of the, the pitchers that we've been talking about. Over on the FanDuel side of things, Trout is 5K, and the rest of the big-time bats for Colorado are in the 4 and above range, so a little same thing the values in the outfield am i missing something here bubba or is it as easy as that it's pretty much as easy as that i'm gonna keep going back to tapia leading off he had another big night last night on the, on the angel side of things like max Stasi's cheap on dk at 3k i'm still gonna go back to justin upton he had a couple knocks last night he's only 3k swinging it really well so there's value to be had with the angels as well you can mix and match i had a strong rockies angel stack last night that still had story and blackman in it because of the value between the outfield. Ryan McMahon's only 37 tonight. He went deep last night at 3900 bucks. So DK, you can make it work. And Fandle's a little actually more justifiably priced, which is a little different for once. Yeah, usually it's a little looser, but, you know, things yeah. tighten up. I think, you know, when they get Colorado, always they, they, they tend to be aware of that a little bit more. All right, how about Zach Gallon at 10K against Justice Sheffield? Yes, and the please. Yeah, I say yes, please do, except for one. We can never get the damn W from him. <laughs> like, it's not his fault. It's not. It's I want to hold him like in Goodwill Hunting and just say over and over again, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, but so 10K over on uh, FanDuel uh, on DK, uh, he is 9.4, very reasonable price. I mean, he's a no-brainer on DK tonight. I don't care how yeah. high the roster percentage is. Uh, on FanDuel, 
despite the the lack of Ws, you're just going to go and attack this in cash, I assume? Yeah, you still go back to Gallon just because the, the floor is so tremendously high is what you want in cash. With the, If he picks up the W, great. He's going to get you a quality start no matter what. Like last start against the Giants was the first time in his career he didn't get a quality start. Over 23 starts. So you run back to that train at 10K. I will stay on the flip side with Justice Sheffield. I like him in, as, a, as an SP2 option if you're not using Gallon or even in cash. I don't mind double dipping with these two and saving money. Um, but on Fandle at 86, I think Sheffield can be your GPP play to stack up the Coors game. I was going to ask you, is it smart to get the, the all day, the six o'clock start on Fandle, get Gallon in there, and then go with that Mets grouping and stack and fade away from Colorado and go, go play Buffalo instead of playing Colorado? Would you do that? I think that's a very, very good way to uh, differentiate for sure because everyone's going to go to Colorado. You can make Colorado work. But bringing Buffalo, Colorado, the East into play, I think is a very good way to do it. All right, last question here. If you're doing that, do you then want Glass now at 9-9 or do you want Zach Gallon at 10K as your only pitcher? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I'm because that, that's Gallon what happens. Fan. Once you, once you yeah. add in the Mets, you're also adding in the Red Sox. And that's, that's a question we have to ask ourselves. Personally, I'm going to go with Glass now if I'm adding in the all day. But if I want some differential, if I'm doing multi-entry or something like that, then I would have a Gallon and a Glass now. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think Glass now gets the, the nod in that one, especially because ownership will be lower. Everyone's going to flock to Gallon. Everyone is. All right, last one here uh, because the rest is all wackadoo and uh, postponements and things like that. We've got Tehe Antonhe as uh, one of my favorite pitchers here <laughs> uh, against Dakota Hudson. So uh, any love for the, the Reds and the Cardinals in this game tonight? Uh, bats are in play for sure. They're just so inconsistent. Like, I don't mind Cincinnati against Hudson. I'm going to keep fading Hudson. I know there's a lot of fans of Hudson, but I'm not there. I think uh, Antone is an interesting SP2 and a GPP. He's actually got big-time strikeout upside. He just hasn't started going deep until, you know, he just started starting, and he went 82 pitches his last time out. He can give us 90-plus. He's going to go 5-plus innings. Big strikeout upside at $6,900 against a St. Louis offense that does not scare me at all. I think he's your a really, really strong play. Like, I'd rather have him than Rich Hill on DraftKings if you want to go up to uh, Colorado's night. So I think Tehe Antone is your way to do that. All right, it's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are going to give you a guy to leave the yard. And if you go follow us over at Line Star app on Twitter, you can get involved too. Give us your home run call. Retweet that segment. And of course, you can win some free swag from Line Star. And of course, Line Star is the best DFS tool site out there. So make sure you get that and go get that premium product on the upgraded level. You want to level up, baby. That's what the kids say nowadays, right? Bubba, level up. Anyway, I'm going to go first today. Enough of this. I need a home run so bad. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Anthony Rendon in Colorado. Let's go, Rendon. Let's do it at 4.5 over on FanDuel. That's my pick. He's a little bit cheaper than some of the other guys uh, in the higher end of this lineup. That's where I'm going for my home run. I'm cheaping out. Yes, I'm going to Colorado. Bubba, where are you going today for your home run? Wow, that was probably going to be my pick. So I'm going to go different here. I'm going to make it a little different. And I'm going to go to Colorado as well. And I'm going to go back to the guy I picked last night who got like 25 plus fantasy points with a triple and a double off the wall both times. And I'm going to go to Trevor Story, who is leaving the yard tonight. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It's an easy one for sure. Yeah. But uh, yes, yeah. we're, we're taking it easy. It's the weekend. And that's what we're doing. So get in there. Go follow us at LineStar app and LineStar MLB. Get in on the contest. Have some fun. And also a reminder, the Wagering Podcast came out yesterday, the day before the DFS show. Scott Bogg and myself, the pre-snap right here on LineStar. So if you're playing NFL this weekend, if you're making bets this weekend, please, I implore you, 
listen to those shows. They are fantastic. They are fun. It's the NFL sister show of this. And uh, again, it's it's going to get you ready to go and ready to rock your NFL Sunday, the first NFL Sunday, which is super, super exciting. All right, that'll do it for me and Bubba today. You can follow Bubba on Twitter at Casey Bubba and follow me at Joe Pizapia17. And by the way, check me and the Eric Young and the Matt Stryker on Sunday mornings on SportsGrid, 8 to 10 a.m. We're going to be hosting an NFL pregame show called Fantasy Game Day on SportsGrid. So if you can't get enough of this face for radio, you can see him on TV six days a week, including your Sundays for football. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and KC Bubba.